Welcome one and all to Journey to the Stage with Brian Frazier and I'm so thankful that you've pulled up a chair today to join us for our chat. This podcast is all about the artist, where they are today and how they got there. We chat with legends and legends in the making. We connect with artists with lots of Grammys on their shelves who have been at this for decades and those who are maybe a little closer to the beginning of their journey and everyone in between. We want to explore their stories and the stories that their songs tell. I have a great love for indie artists, anyone who can write a great song and sing it with a great voice. And my guest today brings all of those things to the table. My guest today is singer-songwriter Beth Bambara, who is here to chat about her journey and her latest album. Before we start our chat, if you could be so kind as to subscribe, leave a kind rating or review. As an indie podcaster, that means the world to me, and, and those things do help other people to find this podcast and lets me know that you enjoy this. So thank you for doing that. So ensconced in the artist's throne today is singer-songwriter, the pride of Michigan, Beth Bambara. Beth, welcome to Journey to the Stage. I'm so happy you're here today. How's life treating you? <laughs> Thanks, Brian. Uh, life is pretty good. I'm excited that it's it's finally fall. That's always a, mm-hmm. a fun season for me. Uh, in St. Louis, is summer pretty hot for you guys? Yeah, the, the humidity is really what kind of pushes it over the edge for me. It, it gets really unbearable sometimes. I don't do well in humidity, so it's pretty dry. I'm, I'm in the middle of California, so it's... It's pretty dry here, so I'll take dry heat <laughs> over humid heat any yeah, day. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. You're lucky. Yeah, well, I'm I'm so glad you're here. I'm looking forward to getting to know you and a little bit about your journey and talking about your new album, It All Goes Up. And we're going to be playing a song for our listeners, which I'm really excited about. As I mentioned, I want to get to know you a little bit. And um, if you were to look back at that moment where you decided this is the life you want, the troubadour life, to to have the life as a musical artist, to create and to share that with the world. Like, maybe tell us a little bit about what led up to that. It's interesting that I joined my first band when I was just 16 years old. And um, it sort of just so happened that it just kept happening. I just kept having bands ask if, if I wanted to play with them, or, you know, just uh, getting together with friends and starting a band, <laughs> uh, which is how my first band happened. Since I was 16 in my first band, um, there hasn't been a point in my life where I haven't been in a band. So I've been in a band my whole life. It just sort of happened. It, it wasn't like mm-hmm. this um, big like light bulb moment that this is what I want to do. It's just, it's just yeah. sort of a natural happening for me. But I will say probably the the light bulb moment was when I was playing in bands and some of my friends said, hey, have you ever thought about starting your own project? And uh. I thought, well, I really like just being along for the ride. I just want to play guitar in somebody else's band, you know. And they said, well, you, you've been writing some songs and maybe you should think about starting your own project. And so that to me was sort of the light bulb moment, so to speak, where I started writing my own songs and and performing my 
own songs outside of like just a different band? As you well know, it's one thing to be one part of many others as opposed to having the spotlight on you and kind of know where to hide when you're <laughs> a, a solo artist. How has that transition been for you so far? Yeah, I mean, I've been doing my own, like writing my own songs and sort of putting them out there for, it's maybe been about coming up on 10 years or so. So it's been a while, yeah. but the transition was really hard. It, it was, you know, I, I had these songs sort of in my head and I had started making demos of them. It was really hard to perform them for people. Mm-hmm. I had a lot of anxiety about it. It was hard for yeah. me to be on stage singing without anyone else around me. It felt very yeah. naked and awkward. Yeah. And it took a little while for me to be comfortable with it. So, um, but I feel like now I've finally, um, after doing it for so long, you know, that's what it takes. Then I realized I was like, okay, you know, this is, this is okay. I'm, I'm feeling less anxious on stage and sort of working through that. And, um, now I'm to, to the point where I don't get as, as anxious. I have moments sometimes, but it's of course it's more it's 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 really fun like I've, I've come to really love it kind of looking back a little bit starting as you mentioned 16 uh your first band do you remember that first stage you took and what that was like for you maybe you know if you remember <laughs> what was going on in your head and your heart and your soul like t- tell us about that first time mm. you took the stage I mean that really is that's where the name of this podcast comes from, you know, journey to the stage. Like how did you encounter that internally when you first, you know, walked up those steps? (laughs) It was pretty surreal. And I remember just like, it was all so new. It was like, Oh, how do we do that? Okay. We just get up here and then, okay, now we play. (laughs) And it it was just (laughs) very, very surreal. And sort of this, this moment of like, remembering it but this sort of like weird out of body experience where you're like am I really here right (laughs) now am I like how fun though and (laughs) you know that feeling when when you have a group of musicians that it's almost like it's hard to explain maybe for people who haven't been in a band but when you feel like you're all in the same groove so to speak or you're like you're in the pocket and, and it's you've hit a sweet spot musically everything is everyone's playing like they should and it just seems like you've arrived at a real special point do you remember experiencing that and i know for for me it's like sometimes you just you look back and like does anyone else see what's going on here (laughs) because this is really really cool have you ever had moments like that when you've been in bands oh yeah definitely there's something really special to performing with a group of people and finding that moment where you know you're learning a song and then you're playing it over and over again you know maybe at different venues a lot of times it for me it happens like if if I'm on a tour and we are we finally hit that point in the tour where it's like okay we are really together and we've hit some sort of magical moment where we're just all you know firing on all cylinders we're we're able to really hear each other and play off of each other and and it just feels magical definitely it is a very surreal feeling yeah that's that's really neat let's talk about some of your influences you've 
you've been compared to some some great artists, and we'll talk about that a little bit later. So I'm so curious about you know early on some of those artists, writers, musicians that really maybe helped to launch you um, that have been meaningful to you, impactful to you. Who who might you share that has kind of filled that role for you? At an early age, when I first started playing, I was well, growing up in Grand Rapids, Michigan, sort of, we got this spillover from the Detroit rock scene. So like at that oh, yeah. point, the white stripes were just kind of hitting big and they were from wow. Detroit. And um, the the type of music I was playing at the time was was more like rock and roll sort of. Mm-hmm. And so they they were kind of inspiring for me. And then um, moving on, like when I started like really getting into writing songs, I had moved, just moved from Michigan uh, down to the St. Louis area. And um, that sort of move for me, I don't know. It's interesting because we have so much music at our fingertips now, you know. But still there's this thing, especially in my journey, where I equate it to um, physical location. So when I moved, something about when I moved from Michigan down to the St. Louis area, I sort of became more aware of, you know, roots music and songs and songwriters. And I remember that's when I first discovered Wilco and um, Jeff Tweedy, um, Gillian Welch. And so that sort of pulling me from the rock scene into more of like songs and a little more experimental Mm -hmm. stuff like that. A little more storytelling. I mean, all songs tell a story, but, you know, Jeff is such unique and i'm sure you've heard cousins which is such a great album i yeah yeah, it is my dream one day to have jeff tweedy on i I love wilco that whole minneapolis scene Mm -hmm. was incredible i'm a huge fan of the jayhawks and just that Mm -hmm. whole that whole scene that's not surprising because i i see some really really good storytelling in your song so i'm not surprised that you would have somebody like jeff in your repertoire of influences. <laughs> so very cool. I, I love to reflect back and you know, we were talking about this a little bit earlier, how this, the fall can make you maybe a little more reflective. Mm-hmm. But when you look back at maybe the first song that you wrote, do you remember your first song and like, what is it like for you? Do you look back at that and say, Oh Beth, what were you thinking? Or Hey, this is <laughs> not half bad. Like, you know, if you, to, to re-experience that, what, what is that? What would that be like for you? So I, I started writing songs, you know, when I was in my first band, but it was a more of a collaborative effort. So, right. so, but thinking back on those songs, I'm sort of like, oh, wow, you know, those are definitely like very genre specific. So I don't think they stand up as songs in, in and of themselves, but, right. <laughs> you know, they were a certain thing. But yeah, I, I sort of like, I'm like, oh, you know, well, those melodies are all right, but those words, man, <laughs> what, what was I thinking? But, well, the words you know. are, are so much more telling about where our head and heart is. And, you know, you're in a much different different space. You know, you probably weren't married back then and just life is right. different, yeah. different. So I would imagine that's got to be pretty different to look back at that. You've drawn some comparisons to some pretty incredible artists. You've probably read these things, but you know, people have compared you to like Amy Mann and Jewel, which is those, that's some pretty, 
some pretty high praise. Is that flattering, daunting, both? What is that like to have your name mentioned with really some wonderful <laughs> artists like that? Yeah, it's it's really flattering. Yeah, I think it's flattering. It's not super daunting to me because I don't feel like I have to really be those artists. I, right. I know that I'm not. You know, yeah. there's some maybe there's some similarities, but I don't feel like I make music exactly like them. But that's I agree. And that's that's okay. It, it it's flattering for me that somebody thinks of artists like that as like such high caliber when they yeah. think about my music. So Yeah, something else I read and I didn't think of it until this person wrote this. It was another uh, journalist, rock journalist, music journalist. They talked about how your voice has a little bit of a Linda Ronstadt feel to it and I thought, "Wow." Cuz <laughs> For one, what a voice she has. And then I listened to your album again. It all goes up. And I was like, I could hear what they're hearing. There is a there is a, an element to your voice that has a little bit of Linda Ronstadt. That's that's mm. pretty cool praise like that. You do. You have a wonderful voice. And so it's neat that uh, to draw that kind of comparison. That's pretty cool. Thank you. Yeah, I think it depends on sort of the style of song that I'm singing. But it can sort of take on... Um, I've had... Yeah, take on sort of different characteristics depending yeah. on the, the genre of the song. I've noticed that, which I think I think is actually really cool. I, I, I think there are a lot of modern artists who, and I would, I, I can't change my voice that much either, but you're right on your album. You do, you texture your voice in ways that really enhance the song and enhance the storytelling of it, which... I think is a real gift to be able to do that with your voice. So I don't know how you do that, but that's, that's pretty cool. Oh, You're like a shapeshifter you. or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's not, it, it still sounds like my voice for you guys listening. It's not going to not sound like me, but right. um, there is something a little different Yeah, about the quality. Yeah. Sure. You texture it a little bit differently. So your album, it all goes up is, is available now. Uh, let's play a song from it. I want everybody to hear your voice and your your great songwriting. We're going to play the song Electricity, which thank you for for letting us add that. Uh, it is yeah, no problem. It is my current favorite, and it it does change almost every time I listen. I'm like, oh, okay, I think this is my favorite now. Um, <laughs> but what I love about this, it's the melody is great. I I love your voice on it. I love the arrangement, the production. Actually, I really appreciate the production across your album. That's something I haven't an ear for and I listen to you hit the sweet spot and what in particular I love about this song as a guitarist myself is it really is a such a great blend of electric and acoustic guitars and so I really love that it's very very well done so what can you tell us about this uh, before we before we listen to it some of the songs that I write have a clear specific like story or like in my head, like before I start writing them. But sometimes I'll just be sitting and um, sort of vamping on, on some chords and something will just sort of come out of me and I'll start singing a lyric and I won't even know what it means or where it came from, but it's just sort of this magical moment in songwriting yeah. that, that this is the, like what I'm always trying to get to with writing right. songs is that sort of, little magic and so 
um, that's sort of how how this song Electricity came about. I was just sitting and it all just sort of it kind of came out and this melody just popped in my head and just mesmerized me. Mm-hmm. And um, so it it wasn't something I, I think that I had specific thematically that I wanted to write about ahead of time. Right. It, it more came from like inside, like these emotions that I was feeling sort of came bubbled up out of me. So, yeah. and that's a wonderful part of songwriting that not every song has to tell a, a story that is so clear. And I, I think a song that is a little more open to interpretation really can free the listener to, to find meaning in, in ways that maybe you wouldn't even have anticipated. So I, I, I love the fact that you can tell a story in a song and then you can write a song in for others to find their story in it. So I think that's one of the beautiful things about songwriting. So let's roll this. This is Electricity from the beautiful album It All Goes Up by Beth Bambara. Standing poles, current flows when you reach out. Flash of red, I lose my head and it all goes up. Like an
that is excellent beth i i just really really love this song so nicely done very nice let's pan out a little bit and talk about the album so if we would include you know your solo all of your solo work eps and so on i think this is your ninth project as a solo artist (laughs) is Is that right if you include like the sort of bedroom demos that i recorded and maybe put on the internet for a hot second (laughs) Okay. Maybe, maybe. Okay. Uh, I consider it maybe my sixth or seventh. It's, okay. it's hard to keep track. Like I just, <laughs> I just make stuff and then I put it out there and I don't really. The album's been out for a few months now and you've got some distance between you and it. When you look at the album now, when you listen to the album now, do you see it differently than you did as you were writing it? Maybe you see themes that have emerged that you really didn't plan on? Like, what is that to, what's that like to look back from where you are now that the album has been in the ethos for a while, so to speak? <laughs> I'm glad you asked that question because it's, it's making me think about it. Yeah, when I look, look at it now, I do see sort of themes that sort of hang together. And, and for me, yeah, it's not intentional when I'm writing or putting it together. But the point is... I'm writing and creating these songs in a specific, you know, period of time. And so what I'm finding is that these songs sort of tell a story of like where I'm at and what I'm feeling and going through is sort of like the underlying theme and yeah. and it's really varied and um it's a cool look back at a snapshot of a period of time in my life yeah. for me. And that's one thing I love about making records. You know, if if you told me I was going to write and release a single like every couple months, it wouldn't be the same thing as I I know like the album is sort of dead in in a lot of ways these days, but there's something special to me still about putting a collection of songs that were written sort of close together agreed in an album form. I could totally see that in a lot of artists, as you well know, are going more towards the singles route. And I get that. And it and it works for some. But I'm with you. There is, and, and maybe you'll do some of that someday. But there there is something to be said about a cohesive package of songs that, because you can, you can tell a much broader story than you can in a singular song, um, yeah. conscientiously or consciously or not. So no, I, yeah, I definitely. Can absolutely see where you're, where you're coming from with that. Now, this is your first album kind of post lockdown, I believe. Were these songs kind of written through that period? And, and if so, do you think that kind of played into the, some of the themes, some of your writing? Yeah. Most of the songs I wrote, it was sort of coming after the lockdown. So it was, it was me sort of just like, 
thinking back on that time and processing some of that. You've had a lot of experience, um, both in bands and for about a decade or so as a solo artist. If a young artist came up to you and said, you know, I'm, I'm really thinking about doing this as my goal in life. I want to be a musical artist. What do you think you might share with them in terms of maybe what you've learned over the, the years that you've been an artist? What, what lessons do you think you could pass down to somebody that might help them out on their own journey? Mm, that's a really good question, Brian. <laughs> well, first I would say, I mean, I think the thing that makes someone successful in following this as a career path is that they just love it so much and they can't really see themselves doing anything else. And um, so that's one is you really have to love it because nobody, at least that I know is doing this to get rich or anything like that. You know, (laughs) it's uh, it really has to come for the love of the art, for the love of connecting with people. Um, Because that's what you do with songs. And when you put those songs in front of other people in a live setting, that's sort of one thing is find the thing that you love about making music and hold on to that for dear life. (laughs) Because that's going to be what keeps you going when when things get sort of tough. And so that's that's one thing. And I think the other thing that sort of goes along with that is is just develop a really thick skin because you're going to get told no a lot. I've gotten told no hundreds of times, mm-hmm. you know, and you kind of have to just brush it off and don't let it <laughs> destroy you. Uh, just keep making your art and keep putting it out there for people. And um, I think if you do that and it's authentic, people are going to grab onto it. Yeah. That's wonderful. Very, very sound advice. And as I mentioned in the kickoff, I have a soft spot in my heart for for indie artists. And, you know, some people have said, you know, you've had guests on that have, you know, established decades and, you know, of a career and things like that. Why have indie artists on people who maybe aren't known nationally? And like, this is an opportunity to help shine the spotlight on somebody who is a wonderful artist that more people need to know about. And I know that you guys, indie artists, have a lot of headwinds that you face. As you've experienced what what you have over the last you know several years, what are some of the biggest challenges that you have maybe been surprised by or encounter regularly that you've had to overcome or continue to work to overcome? Like what, what are some of those challenges that, that you have faced? Oh, that's a good question. For me, as as a indie artist, I mean, I I say I'm an indie artist. This this record did just come out on a indie record label, which is the first time in my life I've ever worked with any sort of label. But it's a it's a it's a small indie label yeah. that only has a few artists on it. I feel like as an indie artist, I'm constantly trying to balance <laughs> the creative side of my life with sort of the the business side of things and they the two both they have to both exist (laughs) but it's such a struggle for me to um balance those because I'll get put in like you know if I'm I'm on in a creative mode and working in that that world and writing and and I'm just uh making demos and all of that 
I wish that I could just live in that world all the time. Mm -hmm. But the reality of it is I have to, you know, get on my email and send, send out emails and, um, you know, book gigs and that sort of admin, that other side of my brain, like that needs to happen as well so that you can circle back and then keep creating. So it's this, this sort of thing that's a real struggle for me to, to balance. And, um, especially it being like mostly just me doing it also. Yeah, that's a big challenge. And I think you echo what I've heard other artists say too. I'm, yeah. I'm an artist. I want to write and to perform and record and share. But you're right. There's a whole lot of other stuff. The marketing aspect, the business aspect, the booking. And there is a lot. And, and I think on a smaller scale, I experienced that a little bit. I love this, what you and I are doing. I, I love hearing the story of artists in the stories of their songs, but the bulk of the work kind of where you pay the rent, so to speak, is done late at night when you're sitting at your computer editing and it's, it's not glorious yeah. work, but it's a necessary right. work just as, as you shared. I need to do that well. So other people will like the end product. So I can understand that. And, um, I think a lot of artists really wrestle with that too. It's like, ah, I'm not a business person. I'm an artist. So, and then, you know, yeah. to pay management and PR, like it, that's expensive. And as an indie artist, like ah, it's not in the budget. So I, I hope people hear this and understand the challenges indie artists face. So they'll go out and buy an album, buy a download, go to shows, buy some merch, send some love. I mean, this is how, in the, the economy that we have created for artists, this is how we support them. And so I hope people have gotten that message and go out and support our new friend, Beth. Thank you so much, Brian. Yeah, I have, I guess one other side side note to add on that is, um, yeah, it's just, it's a big job. That doesn't mean it's not worth doing though. Right, right. <laughs> but it can be really overwhelming. And so mm-hmm. I just, you know, try to, like I said earlier, just keep reminding myself of what I love about doing this. And that keeps me sort of balanced a little bit. And now these days, like I know a lot of newer artists might be thinking, well, I just need a record deal. Because if I just get a record deal, then that will be the thing that's going to help. And I just need this one thing. And and that's not really true anymore. Um, You can... You can connect and find fans online and you can build a sustainable career without that. But it's the hard thing is it's really just up to you to to put in the work and be focused and 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 put your art out there. Right. Very, very well said. All right. So we are near the end of our time and I thought we would have some fun. I love ending interviews with some rapid fire questions. So. I'm going to say two things, two similar things, and you have to choose. Tell me what your preference is. And I already think I know the answer (laughs) to a couple of these based on previous conversation we've had here. Here we go. Beatles or Stones? I'm going to say Beatles. Okay. Okay. I think I know the answer to this. Dogs or cats? I'm going to say cats only because I have one, but I do love dogs. And I wish that I could have a dog if I didn't travel so much. Yeah. The time will come. Mountains or beach? Mm, that's really hard. Mountains. 
I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this one too. Mexican or Italian food? Italian. <laughs> <laughs> it's in my blood. I can't help it. You know, your ancestors all went, they all turned their heads in to listen to what you were going to say. <laughs> and you're okay. So you're the first one I've asked this one to. And so I'm kind of curious to, to what your answer will be. Sunrise or sunset? Ooh. Sunset. Wow. I think I would say sunset too, because usually the sun is up before I am up. And I'm okay Same. with that. <laughs> Same. <laughs> yeah, us right, night well, owls. Well, you officially passed the test, so you, you are mm. a, a sane person, so according to your answer. <laughs> <laughs> okay, great. great. All right, Beth. So tell us what is next for you. Obviously, holidays are coming up. Are you going to be mm-hmm. booking some shows in late winter, spring? What's, what's up ahead for you? Now is sort of the time of the year where I sort of sit down and plan out, you know, what I want to do next year mm-hmm. and sort of start getting some of those plans in motion. So like some shows are being like I'm already booking shows up to the, like the summer of next year, which sort of blows my mind and it's always hard <laughs> to yeah. wrap my head around, but it's a lot of planning ahead. And um, so, yeah, looking forward to planning out the next year. And I do have some some shows coming up on the books and really I'm trying to get back that, you know, that cycle I was just talking about, mm-hmm. trying to get back to a creative cycle yeah. where I'm um, just focusing a little more on writing and um, thinking about when I might want to put out another record and just maybe see if I can get, get the ball rolling for that. Yeah. That sounds like fun. And how can people best support you? Well, one great way to support me as well as a lot of other independent artists is through Patreon, Yes, which um, I don't know how many people are familiar with that, but that's a great way to kind of, throw a couple bucks every month to an indie artist that you like and that helps helps them keep doing what they're doing mm-hmm. as well as giving you sort of behind the scenes exclusive access to some things that they put out um so my patreon i've renamed it the bomb squad the bomb squad. so <laughs> i love it <laughs> you can join the bomb squad which is my patreon patreon.com slash beth bombara Cool. And I'll put a link for that in the, in the show description. And I'm with you. I, I support several artists on Patreon and, you know, I hope listeners realize that people aren't really buying albums anymore. Mm -hmm. And because of that, artists don't get that residual, which helps them to live, to eat, to be able to make more music. So Mm -hmm we then have it incumbent upon us as listeners to give back. Even if it's just, as you mentioned, a few bucks a month makes all the difference. A few bucks a month times a lot of people is what can help an artist to survive and to be able to do what they're doing. So I highly encourage people swing by, just drop something in there. You can set it up monthly, a few bucks a month. You get great content Mm -hmm. in return and it helps to support a wonderful indie artist like Beth. So hope everybody will take that to heart. And um, well, Beth, I am so glad you joined me today. It's been, it's been a real pleasure getting to know you a little bit. And uh, I so love your album. I hope everybody will go out and add it to their playlist. Like it is such an easy album to love. There is not a single song that 
I skip on there. I I really love the entire album. It's a wonderful collection of songs. And for everybody listening, you're going to just really love her writing. The more you listen to and her, her voice is wonderful. So I hope people will add this, add it, put it to, uh, you know, one of your regular song, your playlist. Yeah. And that's an easy thing that people can do to help as well is, is following me on Spotify or wherever you stream and adding, adding the album to your playlists and sh- sharing it with, with friends as well. That all goes a long way and is completely free. Yeah. You're right. Sharing is, I think, one of the great things that oftentimes gets overlooked. How easy is, hey, I just found, I just heard an interview with this artist or I heard this new album. Check it out. You're really going to dig it too. And then that's how a fan base can grow. And it's free and it takes 20 seconds to do. So I hope everybody will will take that to heart. So, well, thank you everybody for listening. I very much appreciate it. Feel free to subscribe or follow or give a rating. As I mentioned, this is always so very encouraging. You can like us on Facebook, follow on Instagram at journey to the stage podcast. That's my handle. I'm also on YouTube and all of those links will be below in the show notes. So that's it for today. Keep your bags packed and join us on our next journey to the stage. And that is a wrap. Nice.